True love never dies, nor does it fade away. True love is forever. Would you like to know the secret? The everlasting love. Well then stay tuned for our live interview with the amazing Dr. Jamie Turndall, a.k.a. Dr. Love. Stay there and we'll be right back. Thanks for being here. Welcome to Your Life Now Radio Show, where your life matters. Your host, Coach Rhea, is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Radio Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you live your best life ever. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea. Hello, my friends, and welcome. You are listening to Your Life Now Radio Show. I am your host, Coach Rhea. Thank you so much for being here. Whether you're listening to the show live or archived, I do appreciate each one of you guys. Thank you so much. First, I'd like to set my intention as always. My intention of hosting this show is to inspire transformation and positive changes. I'd like to inspire you to make some positive changes in your life so you can live the life that you desire. It's really all up to you. So all I ask of you here on the show is to have an open mind and an open heart. Take what is useful for you and question everything. It's your life, so why don't you live it your way? Just a quick intro, I am the founder and a CEO of Your Life Now. It's a professional life coaching, leadership coaching, and training company. We also produce promotional products for our guests and our clients. So thank you guys for supporting and sponsoring ads here on the show. Remember, you can always sponsor an ad here on the show. And for more information, contact us at www.yourlifenow.info. Again, that's yourlifenow.info. Here on the show, we have a lot of different guests. They are experts in their field. They come in and they share a lot of helpful tips and suggestions with you guys. Some of the areas that we cover are as follow but not limited to our personal and professional growth, money, finances, career, spirituality, health and fitness, and of course, overall, the quality of life. I just wanted to put this disclaimer out. This show is really intended to be for information purpose and thought-provoking. Of course, I am professional and expert in my field, and so are my guests. So you are welcome to contact me for further information or my guests directly from the information I provide on the show page. We are going to take a short break, and when we come back, we will dig right into our great show for you guys today. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thank you so much for being here. Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. listening to your Life Now Radio Show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Thank you so much for being here. 
Whether you're listening to the show live or archive, I do appreciate you. Thank you. We are so excited to introduce you to our amazing guest, Dr. Jamie Turndall, known to million as Dr. Love. She's a radio and television personality. She has been delighting audience for three decades with her engaging blend of professional expertise and spicy humor. We love that. She has authored several books. Hay House has published her latest two books, Kiss Your Fight Goodbye, and her recent book, Love Never Dies, How to Reconnect and Make Peace with the Deceased. Dr. Love is the go-to relationship expert on numerous television and online networks such as CBS, VH1, WebMD, and MSNBC. Most recently, CNN has been featuring her as the resident authority on relationship advice and human behavior. We are so glad to have you, Dr. Love, on the show. Thank you so much for being here, my friend. Oh, I'm so happy to spend time with you and your audience. Uh, you are amazing, and I really do appreciate you. It's an honor to have you. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to say, you know, it's 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 such a great thing to talk about relationship, whether it's 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 right now, present or past, because most of us can you know can use some help. That's all I can say from the beginning, from the top. Um, you know, and and emotions are so powerful, and and we all experience different emotion in and through our our uh, relationships, and and uh, we might think love we have we are in love, and we find out we're not in love, and and all these things. But your book. Love never dies. It's 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 a really very. I was telling you off the air and, and before we got on the on the show on the air that I, it, it's very touching. It's uh, um it really brought a lot of emotions with me. Like because you were sharing your true um story with your deceased husband Gene, and uh, was it? Let me ask you this from the beginning. I you know I don't know if you were asked that question before. Was it hard to talk about it? I mean I know especially if you not easy. You, no, Not easy at all because, I, you know, I'm a classically trained shrink and right. part of the training is you don't talk about your personal life. But I had to get past all of that discomfort because I really want the world to know about our experience. Y'all wants the world to know. And I wanted everyone to be able to learn and heal and grow with my experience. And I, I really wanted everybody, you know, when people tune in for the first time and they haven't heard me speak about Love Never Dies, they don't really uh, know what I'm talking about. So I wonder if I could share a little bit I would love about to see the story. Mm-hmm. May I? So, then everybody Please. will get the context of what we're talking about. So the, the first thing I need to say is that from the time I was a young girl, Rhea, I had a premonition of the man that I was going to marry. I actually saw him fleshed out. I saw his face. I saw his body. And so I decided as a young girl, I'm just going to wait until the man I see appears in my life. And he actually did appear to me on the first day of my freshman year at Vassar College. Now, I had been shut out of all intro sociology classes, and I wanted to take sociology. So I asked the secretary for the department, what can I do? And she said, Mm -hmm. go ask the department chair, Jean Pain, if he can find a seat for you in one of the closed classes. Well, the minute I stepped into Jean's office, 
I had the first and only out-of-body experience of my life. I literally felt my soul shooting at high speed through a tunnel to the end of my life. And then when I shot back into my body, I received a message, remember every aspect of this meeting, he is going to be everything to you one day. And then I forgot about it. (laughs) But I soon found out that for most of his life, Jean had been one of the most famous Jesuit priests in history. He actually was a religious pioneer and he founded a movement called Liberation Theology designed to fight church oppression from within. And he actually launched to international fame when he publicly opposed the Pope and the Catholic Church as they were trying to block the legalization of divorce. And he was a radical feminist Jesuit priest. He didn't want to see women trapped in marriages where they were being abused. So he fought on the grounds of religious freedom. The church should butt out of the private sector. And he actually won. And he changed the course of Italian history, and he got the divorce bill passed. Now, soon after... The Pope granted him the dispensation of his vows. He left the Jesuit order and the priesthood so that he wasn't excommunicated. He just left. And he was recruited by Vassar College, where I met him 10 years later. Now, in the senior year of my studies at Vassar, I needed help with the statistical portion of my thesis. And I had also heard that Jean had been a very prominent statistician, having founded the Vatican's first and only social research center. So even though he wasn't my advisor, I asked him if he would help me with my statistics for my thesis. And he cheerfully gave me his time. And within a couple of weeks, Rhea, we knew. We were absolutely crazy for each other. We were twins separated at birth. We were soulmates. And from that moment on, we were inseparable. We were crazy for each other, wrote books together, restored houses together. We were just rejoicing in our love connection. In the last year of his life, Jean and I both started having premonitions privately that he was going to die of an accident. We just didn't know when or where. We went to Italy for our final vacation, and as we're sitting on the beach... Jean's hand was up over his head as if to block the rays of the sun. And the next thing I know, a bee swoops down and stings his hand at the exact location of Christ's stigmata. And then I watch my beloved suffocate to death in front of my eyes. And there's no way to describe the trauma of having him ripped from me like this. So I go back to the hotel room. And I'm lying on the bed, and I'm shaking, and I'm trembling, and I'm crying. And Rhea, the next thing I know, I feel that man's hand stroke the entire length of my spine. I sit bolt upright, and I look over my shoulder because I know what I felt. Now, I don't see anybody there, but he was there. And he has been with me in spirit form from that moment on. And his astonishing manifestations, often in front of witnesses, have proven to me we don't die, and therefore our relationships are not meant to end in death. And so I have created 
what I call my transdimensional grief therapy method that totally diverges from the Western approach to grief, which is grieve, let go, and move on, and do it in six months, or else we're going to say you have a psychiatric condition and we're going to give you drugs. Instead, my method shows you how to say hello, not goodbye, without a channeler, a channeler, a medium, or a psychic. And then there's one more thing. As a shrink, I know that there are millions of people worldwide who harbor unfinished business with someone in spirit. And again, Western grief therapy gives us no way of making peace. Right. So my method not only shows you how to reconnect, but it offers you the first vehicle in history for making peace with the deceased. Now, being for three decades, Dr. Jamie, um, uh, or you would like me to call, me do- call you Dr. Love, it, being you know in in an expert in relationship for that many years, have you ever yeah. thought you will be writing or 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 putting a manual for people to deal with grief and 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 have oh you ever gosh, thought no. that was gonna ever no, happen? No, no, you would never, never, never think you would about never it. Think about it's it. like no, it's when life throws you these outrageous. See, because here's the thing. I didn't just write it in an abstract way. From the moment Jean left his body. Let me share a couple of examples. I was going to say, can you read when you, something? When you hear these, a lot of yeah. powerful stuff in there. Yes, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you hear the examples, you'll realize that this wasn't a decision, you know, that I, oh, maybe I'll write a grief manual. I had no choice because Jean was breaking down the doors to let me know he was here. And, of course, I have to tell the story. So I'll give you a few examples so everybody gets an idea of why I had to go this way. So when I came back from Italy, I spent the first night, obviously, alone in our bed. I didn't sleep a wink. And I come down to the kitchen in the morning, and I hear Jean saying to me, Jamie, open the kitchen door. I want to show you something. (laughs) So I open the door, and sitting on the back stoop is a chipmunk. And I immediately see this chipmunk is not in a normal state. He's frozen as if in a trance. His eyes are glazed over. He's not moving. He doesn't run away. And the next thing I see, he begins mimicking my husband's physical departure. He starts ripping at his little face with his hand, ripping, 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 mimicking the way my husband was pulling at the oxygen mask because the air wasn't getting in. And, of course, tears are pouring down my face as I'm watching this. And after 20 minutes of this, the little guy visibly coughs up a wonk of mucus, and he's in peace. In peace. And I realized Shaw is telling me through this little animal, I'm okay now. And I realized I've since coined the name of animals. I call them open vessels. Both human, both domestic and wild animals are open vessels. And of course, some people are open vessels who naturally channel spirit. So now, after this happened, A couple of days later, I had to fax Jean's death certificate to Verizon to take his name off the account. Throughout the day, I had sent many multi-page faxes without a problem, but when I went to fax his death certificate, the cover letter faxed without a hitch. But then, the death certificate wouldn't fax. I tried with the obit. Again, the cover letter faxes without a hitch, but the obit wouldn't fax. I tried 20 times. I finally give up. The next day, I go to my lawyer And I don't say why. I just say to the secretary, could you fax this for me? And I'm waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. (laughs) And after about 20 minutes, all the secretaries come out of the back, and they're all crying. 
And they say to me, Jamie, we tried 20 times to fax the cover letter with the obit and then the cover letter with the death certificate. And they said each time the cover letter faxes without a hitch, but the death certificate and the obit would not fax. He is trying to tell you he's not gone. (laughs) So now I come home, and again I have to fax the death certificate somewhere else, and again he hangs it up after the cover letter. So I say to him, Jean, I think you keep hanging up this fax because I keep forgetting you're still here with me. If I promise, promise to try to remember, will you let this fax go through in its entirety? I cancel the fax, and I feel a tidal wave of love pour into me, and I realize that's his way of saying, I heard you, Jamie. Okay. I reissue the facts, and it goes through in its entirety. So now I'm starting to realize he's here, and this is pretty wild, and people start walking up to me, strangers. They didn't know me or Jean, never knew I was a widow. They didn't know anything. They just walk up to me and say, your husband says, tell our story. And then they walk on over and over again. Now, one day, I'm driving, and I suddenly feel the need to pray to Jean. Now, I forgot to tell you, and this is so important, my background was completely different from Jean's. I was raised by two Jewish atheists. My parents taught me (laughs) not to believe in God or the afterlife. So... I never read the Bible or the synagogue. I never went to synagogue. I never went to church. Jean and I didn't discuss religion. But suddenly, I'm feeling the need to pray to Jean. So I say to him in my prayer, please help my friend Emily find love. She had never found love in her life. And now Emily never knew Jean, never even saw a picture of him, and Jean had never known Emily. As I issue the prayer, I again feel that tidal wave of love, and I get the sense Jean heard me, and he's going to answer my prayer. I look at the clock on the dashboard. It says 545. That night, I get a call from Emily. She says to me, Jamie, you will not believe what happened. What happened? She said, at 545, I fell into a trance, and your husband appeared to me. She describes him, Rhea, to a T. Oh, my goodness. Okay? She says, he told me to find love Follow the gray stones to the church in your neighborhood. Now, by having her repeat the words of my prayer, she couldn't have known. He's proving his presence. I asked him, help her find love. She's repeating the prayer back. So a week later, I go to my professional group, and she tells this amazing story. One of the members of the group is named Mitch Wood. He's a former seminarian. He says, what was the name of the church that Jean sent you to? She says, oh, the Claremont Church. Mitch says, oh, my God. The Claremont Church is New York's only liberation theology seminary. Remember I said Jean founded liberation theology? Let's talk about putting his stamp on the manifestation in case you're wondering, was this me? Am I here? So... Now, I'm going to just give one more example, and this involves what I call earthly props, which are electronic devices and telephones, and how they speak to us mm-hmm. through earthly props. So I, I was crying early on. This was a hobby of mine in the early days of my bereavement. And I was lying on the closet floor, and I was just weeping. And I kept thinking, I have to call my friend Anne. No, don't bother her. She's working. Don't bother her. And finally, after about 20 minutes of this, my phone rings. And I drag myself up out of the closet, and I run to get the phone. 
it's Anne. She says, Jamie, did you call me? I said, no, Anne, and I told her I was thinking I had to call you, but I, I didn't even get up off the closet floor. She says, but right. yeah. <laughs> she, she says, Jamie, my phone rang and your name and number appeared on my caller ID. So we said, oh, my gosh, Jean actually manipulated the electronics so that my name would show up so you'd know to call me when I was saying I need to call her. So now a year later, I have a very bad chest cough, and I think, I can't breathe. I'm going to suffocate to death the way Jean did. And I say out loud to him, Jean, I'm begging you right now, if you hear me and you're here with me, please do that caller ID phone trick right now and do it with my housekeeper, Donna. Rhea, two seconds later, my phone rings. It's Donna. She says, Jamie, did you just call? I said, no, Donna, but I told her how I asked Jean to call her. She (laughs) says, my phone rang, and your name and number appeared on my caller ID. So this was so extraordinary that he did it again. So now I go to my writer's group, and Gabe Davis, a devout Jewish atheist, like I always was, is is at the group, and he's been hearing every week that we have met about Jean's amazing manifestations. And I told him all about the phone tricks and the caller ID tricks. So he says to me, you know, Jamie, I would like to see that caller ID trick repeated. And this time, I would like to see whether your phone shows a record of having dialed out even though you didn't use the phone. So I forget that he issues the challenge. And then a month later, I'm set to meet him and his wife for dinner, and I'm driving behind them. All of a sudden... I feel that tidal wave of love again. I look at the clock on my dash. It's 4.58. I get to the restaurant, and Gabe rushes up to me. He says, Jamie, you will not believe what happened. I said, what happened, Gabe? He said, at 4.58, my cell phone rang. I looked at it, and your name and number appeared on the caller ID. I picked up the call, and a man's voice said, is Jamie there? Is Jamie there? He said the voice had an accent and prolonged the syllable in the word there. Well, Jean was French, and he did prolong that word. It would sound like there. He said it wasn't a real call. The voice just faded away, and the call never clicked off. He says, go get your phone. See if it called me at 458. So I hadn't used the phone all day. I dig in the bottom of my purse. I pull it out. Sure enough, my call log shows that Jean manipulated the phone to dial Gabe at 4.58. <laughs> now, so part one tells all these amazing stories. And the point of all these stories, right after Jean left his body, he said to me, Jamie, let our love shine like a torch that lights the path for others. And so the point is, his manifestations are for everybody listening to let you know that your loved ones are here with you too they're just waiting for you to open the door of your heart and let them back in that's amazing you know i i'm i'm listening to you and i'm a i'm a believer of these things because you know certain things that we if we connect them we are you know open to receive the connections yeah. and the communication yeah. you'll see it so i i i, I no doubt like you know I'm in tune with what you're saying. But, you know, someone like you, who is highly educated, who actually, right. you know, 
treat right, other and people. didn't believe in anything. <laughs> so like you didn't believe in anything. Like you know, love must be so strong, or your love right. for John so strong that you actually he made you a believer. Like I, I mean, absolutely. To me, Absolutely, absolutely, because you can't deny this. And, you know, people would say, oh, well, if you're grieving, you're making it up. Well, was Gabe grieving? <laughs> was Anne grieving? Was Donna grieving? No, that's the whole point. He keeps doing this in front of witnesses because it validates, it verifies what I'm saying. And these people are not grieving. They're not imagining this. So, so basically, yeah. it's, it, there it is. It's, it's so powerful. And, you know, Rhea, in all the interviews I've been doing, very often he messes with the electronics so that you will hear the proof of his presence right while I'm on air. You know, I just I just spoke at the bigger game last week, and I right after Liz Gilbert came off, I went on to speak. And the next thing you know, I say, Jean said he was going to be messing with the electronics during my talk. As soon as I say it, he cuts out my electronics. <laughs> you don't hear me talking. <laughs> he just does it always like this, right in front of the... Oh He's messing God. with me. In the last seven Skype interviews I've given, the hosts say to me, is there a man in the room with you? I say, why do you ask? They say, because every time after you talk, we hear a man talk. <laughs> oh, that is so amazing. Oh, yeah, so he's doing He shows it. up to this interview. You know, I have to tell you, I, I, I truly, you know, I'm, I'm in tune with what you're saying, but a lot of us, it's too, too much for us to accept it because you know how we think, right? If we can't put well, it, it's not tangible. You know what? It's, it's so great. My mom is the perfect example of this because she believes, obviously, in nothing. And right <laughs> the day before the funeral, she picked a fight with me, told me to go F myself, right? And I was so upset, and I left the house to meet Jean's priest. And on New Year's Eve, a couple months later, she calls me, and she says, I want to tell you what happened that day. I said, what happened? She said, after you left the house crying, she said, I heard the most enraged pounding on the walls for a half hour until I fled the house. And I said, but, Mom, you don't believe in God or the afterlife. She says, I still don't believe. I just know what happened. (laughs) That's a perfect example. You know, as I say, you can allow the mystery to unfold by not believing everything you've been told. So that kind of leads us into part two of Love Never Dies, where I talk about how to deal with, how to overcome all the false beliefs that block Mm -hmm. us from reconnecting. Mm -hmm. Because we have a lot of misconceptions and false beliefs. And what is the science behind this? Because, you know, Love Never Dies is coming out in paperback in uh, a few weeks. It came out first in hardcover. And in the paperback edition, I go into the science. And the latest science, the quantum physics of Mm -hmm. this, it actually, we can now explain what is going on in quantum physics terms. It's beyond energy. I mean, yes, energy is so much a part of this because, as Einstein said, you know, energy cannot be destroyed. Right. So once we, so that is actually at the heart of energetic communication. When they're in spirit, they're just communicating energetically with us. Yes. But the other thing is quantum physics and quantum physicists have known 80% of our world is made up of dark matter. They don't know what's been in it. We can't really see it, but it's there. And we now think that 80 per, what, what is in that 80% in that dark matter are our spirit beings. They're there. So I'm getting ahead of myself because, you know, Jean did say to me, 
There's a very thin veil between the realm where you are and the realm where I am. The veil is thinner than you can ever imagine. I'm standing right there. And in fact, he was explaining to me, I'm in the dark matter. I'm right here. So, so me, I'm like, getting ahead much, of myself. How much do you know about, like, you know, I mean, is, is, is it still, like, so little that we know? I mean, uh, is he sharing? We know so little, but we're knowing a lot more. But there's one thing I really do want to say to everybody, and this, this is one of the biggest misconceptions that gets in our way, and that's especially for people who are raised in Catholicism or in the Christian faiths. And as I discovered, we were told that it is not possible to stay in connection, not possible, not advisable. Now, how did I discover that that is not true and that, in fact, the Bible wants us to stay in connection? I'm going to tell you how I found it out because Jean told me. It was the first night I came back from Italy, the night where I was lying there awake, and he was quoting a passage to me that I did not recognize. The next day I go to meet his priest to prepare the readings for Jean's funeral, and I say to the priest, Jean has been speaking to me. So the priest, and I said, he's quoting something. And the priest looks at me like, this babe has lost her marbles, right? But then, Rhea, I told the priest what Jean said. The priest mm-hmm. goes white. He blanches. He crosses himself. And he says, dear God, Jamie, at first I did not believe that Jean is speaking to you, but I believe you now. He said, you are quoting an obscure biblical passage from the communion of saints. Like I would know, as I said, I never read the Bible, never went to church or synagogue, and I never discussed religion with Jean, at least not when he lived in a body. So it took me one year to understand why Jean chose to quote that and only that passage to me. So remember, he was a religious pioneer in life, and he continues to be in the afterlife. The communion of saints says that our loved ones in spirit are one with or in communion with God and the saints. And since the Bible is telling us we are supposed to stay in communion and communication with God and the saints, it means the Bible is telling us we are supposed to stay in communion and communication with our loved ones in spirit because they are one with God and the saints. And so Jean's point is, What we have been told about the afterlife is dead wrong, if you'll pardon my pun. (laughs) That he is saying, heaven is a state, not a place. Heaven Mm -hmm. is all around us. Heaven is here Mm -hmm. and now. And this means we are not supposed to live in an emotional wasteland, separated from those we love, waiting until we die, until we are reunited with them in heaven. Because heaven is now and it's all around us. It's in that dark matter. Therefore, we are supposed to reconnect with our loved ones and stay connected to them. And we're supposed to do it now. And that is one of the most important. (laughs) Right? And that is so important. And then there's another piece. We are told that once they're in heaven, they're out of reach. His priest, when I went back to him and I said, Jean continues to make his presence known, and I'm telling these manifestations. And the priest says, well, but once he's in heaven, you won't hear from him anymore. So, of course, this bugs the hell out of me, right? I'm really upset. That night... That's not why you want to hear, right? No. So I make the circle for my group. I run many groups here at my house. And everybody is late except one woman, Ashley. It's her first time. And she doesn't know me, and she doesn't know I'm widowed. We close the door to the group room, and two seconds later I hear the front door open, and then I hear, ding, ding, 
which is the sound that my burglar alarm makes when the front door opens. And then we hear bang, 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 very loud, pounding footsteps, and they stop in my waiting room. I said, gee, Ashley, I think somebody got his time wrong because this is a group time and the person must be waiting for an individual session. Now we hear the pounding footsteps going in the opposite direction. Bang, 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 ding, ding, the front door opens and closes. I said, I better go talk to the person. So in the two seconds that it would take me to go from my office group room through the little waiting room to the front door, there's no way that person could have left the waiting room and gone down my really long driveway and got into his car and driven off because my driveway is so long and the parking area is so far from the front door. So I run to the front door. I open it. Well, there's nobody there, Rhea. There's no car. (laughs) So I come back and I say to my patient, there was nobody there. And she says to me, it was a spirit. (laughs) So that was Jean's answer to the priest saying, when I'm in heaven, you won't hear from me anymore. Did you hear those footsteps? (laughs) <laughs> oh, here, here, here's here's your your affir- your your confirmation. <laughs> yeah, right. So you much for so much mind. because it's like it's so ridiculous. These earthly misconceptions, I like know. what there are no cell towers in heaven, or our cell signals don't reach heaven. You know, I mean, we have so many earthly misconceptions. Here's another one we were speaking about before we went on air. People are afraid, oh, if I reconnect, I'm opening the door to the devil, the dark forces, the evil. This is so not true. First of all, the one thing I do know, Jean, who is so one with God and always was, never spoke about the devil. It didn't even exist in his mind. And what I am starting to see is, there is no such thing as the yeah, devil. No, no, it, is, it is a figment of our imagination. It's, it's a an outward. Mind game. It's what we say. Yes, it's our mind projecting our own dark side and our mm-hmm. own dark inner forces onto an outer entity. Right. It's like, oh, yeah. my dark forces are now externalized as the devil. Now, I will say some beings are less evolved than others. That's not the same as a devil. But above all, our loved ones in spirit are our guides, our protectors, our gatekeepers. They are here to surround us in love and protect us from any negative forces, if there are any, which I haven't seen anything of the kind. But they're here to protect us. Plus, we all are born with what I call a spiritual call-blocking feature. You don't want to take a call, don't take the call. (laughs) Exactly. Make that choice. But you know what? I, I, Oh, my God. We have tons of information. I just want to acknowledge um, everybody who is in a switchboard. Um, I see you guys. Thank you for being here. I know we have tons of questions. I mentioned to you, you know, um, off the air. So we're going to try to get to to, to Do you want to talk to people? Well, we'll do, do that in the end of the show because I'm going to take a short break right now. And I, I have my your brain a little bit, too, because I know relationships are difficult on earth. And sometimes, you know, um, we don't finish this unfinished business. And then when, you know, when the, the Well, that's someone, what we got to go into is okay, how, so that's what we got to go into is how I show you how to heal unfinished business. We've got to go into that. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely very important because like I said, relationships are difficult on earth. So I can't imagine like when you feel like there's unfinished business and how do you deal with those emotions? And what oh, we're going to go into that in the next segment. Okay. We'll do that. <laughs> All right. So please hang in there and everybody, thank you for being here. We'll be right back. Thank you. Your Life Now radio show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. 
Dr. Love has done it again. She is helping us make sense of our emotions and how to deal with our relationships, past and present. Her new best-selling book, Love Never Dies, How to Reconnect and Make Peace with the Deceased, is a true beautiful love story that must be read. Dr. Love shares the love for her deceased husband and how she has learned to continue her relationship with him even after his death. Her story will stay in your mind. She will teach you how to heal and how to learn how essential Love Never Die is guaranteed to give you hope along the way to help you connect with those in the unseen Love Never Dies. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here, my friend. Really appreciate you, Dr. Jamie. Oh, I'm happy to be with you. You're so sweet. Uh, Oh, you say back at you. You know, I, I'm just listening. Even like, you know, I produced this ad and I'm thinking like, you know, healing. We always feel like there is unfinished business and we feel like we've been we've been robbed of our right. Right. Right? Doesn't right. that make sense? So Right. You see, it's so that. true. It's so true. And the thing is, this is so counterintuitive to what we always think because the traditional idea is, well, if you have unfinished business and that person left his body, notice I don't say die because we don't die, we just leave our bodies, right? right. Like turtles shed their shells. Everything else remains as pure energy. So the thing is, we think if somebody left his body before we worked it out, we are SOL, too late, but it turns out it's quite the opposite, that often we have to wait until someone leaves his or her body in order to work it out. And how did I realize this, that we have a better chance of working it out when they're out of their bodies because they are more evolved. They realize where they messed up with us. And I discovered this on the first week after Jean left his body. I went to go get the car repaired. And Jean mm-hmm. did the car thing, so I walk in and I introduce myself to Debbie. And I say, Jean... Uh, left his body, he had a bee sting, and it was a fatal sting. She says, I'm a widow myself. With that, in one second, her husband, in spirit, starts banging down my door, begging me to get a message across to her. He says, tell her that she's making the same mistake that I made, and that as a result, she is causing the same power struggle with our son that I created. Well, I say this to her, and she freaks out, and she starts to cry, and she says, it's true. But the most important aspect of this this communication to me was that he needed to be out of his body to realize how he was messing up with his son. Do you see? So we, one of my patients said in great humor, but it's really serious, I wish my mother would hurry up and die so we could finally work this out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> And it's so true, because in the third part of Love Never Dies, I not only show you how to reconnect and and um, make peace, but I show you know lots of examples from my patients doing this. So the thing is, to part three in Love Never Dies is I show you how to make your own reconnection and how to dialogue. Now, the first way we do it is I show you how to create what I call a state of receptivity, because you're not going to go dialoguing with someone if you're not open, 
and you don't have somebody else on the line. So we need to open ourselves up, and I show you how to create what I call pockets of peace. Because as Jean showed me, he said, the noise of the day drowns me out. So anytime you want to hear me, come to the bed and be still. So we create pockets of peace so that we're still and quiet, which helps us be more receptive. I show you how to use nature to open up your ability to send and receive energetic signals. I show you five really neat exercises for awakening all your senses. Because remember, spirit beings, being pure energy, have the power to communicate with all your senses. So the more your senses are turned on, the more you can tune to what I call the spirit channel of the brain, the easier it's going to be for you to send and receive energetic signals. So after... I show you how to be more receptive, then I show you how to recognize the signs. Because for a lot of people, they'll say, oh, you're getting all these signs. I'm not getting any. And they miss all the signs that are being mm-hmm. sent to them. Mm-hmm. Well, so they're not ready. Just, they're not open to receive, yeah. Or they they're not even aware. You, okay, you aware, may not okay. be open. You may yeah. not be open. So in that case, because look, this is the thing that is so important for everybody to know. We are all born with the innate ability to send and receive energetic signals. And we actually I do it agree. every day, right? Yeah. We do it. Yeah. We yeah. do it like when you when you yeah. park at a light and you look yeah. over at the driver in the neighboring car. Doesn't that driver always look back at you because yeah. he senses the energetic frequency of your gaze? Twins, how do they know when the other twin's in trouble, even though they live on opposite ends of the world, energetic signals. So basically what I show you here in part three of Love Never Dies is how to learn how to tune your brain to the spirit channel and heighten your abilities, your God-given innate abilities to send and receive energetic signals. So in addition to being receptive, we also just have to know how to recognize the signs because they pass over us a lot of times. So in this chapter, recognizing the signs, I give you a full, full itemized list of the signs and with the examples that I've experienced with Jean. Now, the the thing is, because, again, they are freed from the human vessel, they have the power to send us signs in infinite ways, you know, sounds, scents, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. symbolic communications, butterflies, rainbows, and a big one, they love to drop coins on us. Now, here's a really cool example of how Jean dropped coins that were minted on the year he left his body. It was this year, and it was the anniversary week of his bodily departure, and I have a patient in my office named Kyla, and I say, he always drops coins on me that were minted in the year he left his body. She says, oh, Jamie, I almost forgot. See my cowboy boots? She says, they were off my feet in my bedroom when suddenly I saw a coin falling from the ceiling and dropping in the boot, and I got the message, it was for you, and I forgot. It's still in my boot. Let me give it to you, she said. <laughs> so, so I hear Jean saying at this point, Jamie, you'll see it was minted the year I left my body. So sure enough, I, I get the coin. It was. So now here's where Love Never Dies takes communicating with spirit to a whole nother level. The CEO of Hay House said to me, we've never seen anything like what you do next. Because here I show you how you can dialogue back and forth with the help of these earthly props, the signs, with open vessels, animals, human, uh, and human beings who are open. I show you how to use all these props, human, animal, symbolic, to 
facilitate a back-and-forth dialogue. Can I give you an example of the difference between just static signs and how we can use the signs and bring them to life in a back-and-forth sure. conversation? Sure, go ahead. Okay. All right, so it was this year, and it was, again, the anniversary week of his bodily departure, and I'm giving my first talk of, uh, publicly on Love Never Dies, and I go to the chiropractor, and I'm alone, and Teresa, the secretary, is behind the front desk. I say to her, Teresa, uh, this is the anniversary week of Jean's bodily departure, and I'm giving my first talk. With that, I smell gardenias. I do not say a word, and Teresa looks at me, and she says, do you smell gardenias? I said, oh, Teresa, that's the scent of sanctity. Jean is giving us both a sign of his presence, and he's perfuming our nostrils both with this sign. Now I go home, and I have a patient in my office named Regina who desperately needs to reconnect with her sister in spirit. So I tell her the story about the scent of sanctity and the gardenias. At that moment, I hear Jean say to me, but I wish I could give you roses. Now, Jean gave me roses every week. With that, Regina pops up off the couch and she says, Jamie, do you smell roses? <laughs> now, in that manifestation, Jean was using Regina as an open vessel to facilitate our back-and-forth dialogue because I heard him say, I want to give you roses, but then he put the scent in her nostrils so that she would say it back to me to confirm I heard him right, you see? So we were talking together using her as the open vessel. And Now, I want to give you another really neat example of, that involves an open vessel and an earthly prop, which is an electronic device. And this one happened right after I did the Coast to Coast show recently and Love Never Dies became an overnight bestseller. And this guy reaches out to me who says, your husband is burning up my brain with messages for you. <laughs> he starts to tell me stuff in French and Italian. And these statements that he's making I know they're straight from Jean because they're things that Jean would say to me in French or Italian. And the guy says to me, I'm a hillbilly, Jamie. I don't know no Italian. <laughs> no, <done>. no. <laughs> Which is pretty funny, right? And I said, I know you don't know no Italian. You're just, you're an open vessel and you're telling me these things that Jean wants to say. Now, a couple of days later, it's Valentine's Day. The guy says to me, Sit down because this is going to freak you out what just happened. He said, I was sitting at my computer with my hands in my lap. He said, I was not even touching my computer when I hear Jean say, send Jamie the photo of the peach-colored rose. He said, with that, his computer opened up a menu of photos and then opened up a photo of a peach-colored rose. Now, nobody in the world knows Jean gave me peach-colored roses every week. And then the guy said, after Jean opened the picture of the peach-colored rose, he opened the caption, and the rose photo was called Peaches and Cream. Now, the day before, this guy had written to me and said, Jean says, your time is now, to which I had replied, Jean always told me the cream rises to the top. So the photo was Peaches and Cream. So here you see we were dialoguing with the open vessels assistants, with the earthly prop, the computer. So now I show you in part three how to take your dialogue to whatever place you need to go. 
if you just need to say goodbye to the physical body because the person was ripped from you due to sudden accidental death or illness, if you want to have an ongoing dialogue because you're elderly and you don't want to form a new relationship, or you're a parent who's lost a child or a child who's lost a parent, you need to reconnect and stay connected. If you want to use um, your relationship for guidance so that they can help you achieve you know, your destiny and your, your, your purpose on earth, but if you are among the people who have unfinished business, then I show you how to dialogue back and forth in order to work out whatever it is. So uh, we go into my meditation for making contact, and then I show you how to dialogue, and we can do it orally or in writing. And here's the thing that's so wonderful to know. Besides the fact that we often have to wait until they leave their bodies to work it out, we also have to know that they need us to confront them. Their spiritual development and evolution requires them to face where they've gone wrong in their earthly bodies. And they want us to confront them so that we heal and so that they're in peace with us and that they can evolve and face the music. Now, I learned this, Rhea, in the most surprising way. It was Good Friday, and Jean sent me to Lainey, the bird lady. She tried to help us save our bird and couldn't. I didn't know her personally, but he just said, go there. So I go to her place where she's breeding, and she has a cage of Goulian finches. And there's this one finch that's looking really bad, puffed up, slumped over. She says, this bird will be dead by nightfall. It hasn't eaten in two days, and if it doesn't get food in it, it's too small to sustain itself. It'll be dead by tonight. I said, can I try to help the bird? She says, okay. So I go over to the cage. I put my cheek against the bar, and I say to the bird out loud, but I'm energetically communicating, so I want to speak out loud so she can hear me, but I'm just energetically sending the message to the bird. I say, go down to your seed bowl right now and start eating. Well, Rhea, that bird instantly goes down, starts scarfing up seeds like a little mini vacuum. The more he scarfs, the stronger he gets. Next thing I know, he's chirping, and he's looking okay. So at that moment, I hear a woman speaking, and I think it's Lainey's mother, but I don't know who's in spirit, who isn't. So the mother says, I'm so sorry I was such a weakling, I didn't protect you from him. So I say this to Lainey. She says, oh, my gosh, that's my mother. She always called herself a weakling. So now I look down at the bird, and the bird's neck is craning upward. He's looking really bad, really sick. So I realize there's another presence, and this presence is really bothering the bird. So I say to her, I say to the bird, listen, I'm going to help Lainey go back to eating. So he goes back, and now I hear from this other presence, it's her father. He says, I know you're still scared of me because I sexually molested you. And he said, I don't want you afraid of me anymore. I can't hurt you anymore, and I want you to confront me for my own growth and so that you don't remain fixed in childhood as a fearful victim. I tell her all this. She cries. She says it's true. She has still been afraid of him. We dialogue back and forth, and by the time I leave, she's in peace with him, and the bird survived. So 
This is the, the, the power oh. of the dialing. It's so powerful. And every week on Hay House Radio, when the people call me, you know, and we dialogue, I'm watching people who have unfinished business with somebody who left his body 20 years ago, 25 years ago, and we just heal it right then and there. It is so so wonderful. Now, there's you know, that, one that other thing. I just, I'm sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you, but there's something on Go. my mind that, that I really Go. wanted to ask you, and I'm going to take one call Go. here. I see people, Go. you know, lining up. But I'm thinking, Go. see, for me, uh, you know, I come from, I have two master, you know, two, two degrees and everything, so I do understand the science, and I do understand, you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychologist. <laughs> But I right. also I've been studying the mind a lot. But I mean I know you made the you made a statement before. It said it's a state of mind, and I really think it really has to do with the individual, as well. I mean the strong that you know you are, as far as you oh know, you think people, that it has to be it ha- you have to have a it certain has to ability. Be with you. I yes absolutely. I mean I think no. Energy, I've got to tell you no, Ria. It's not no? true because everybody who calls into Hay House starts out with the, I don't know how to do this. And as we practice, I put them in the trance, and we begin the dialogue, everybody is able to dialogue. And I sit back, and I wait, and I say, what did you hear? And I already heard it. And then they say, I heard this, and it's exactly what I heard. And remember now, we have the innate apparatus. We just need, it's like going to the gym. When you first go to the gym, you're weak. You need training. That's what I show you how to do. You can't necessarily do it from the get-go, but with the exercises and with a little practice, it's like lifting weights. You're building your spiritual muscles. You can do this. Everybody can. But see, again, I mean, I think, you know, there's a lot of uh, plus things that, you know, you, you had mentioned. You had a very strong relationship with John before his death in Unearthed. You know, so that is just continued. Absolutely, people, it's the currency yeah. of connection. Exactly. Absolutely. But do you know, but, I mean, you're the expert on relationships. But guess what? Unfinished people. business, Rhea. What's Unfinished that? business is a tremendous connector. You don't only stay connected to somebody because you have a love connection. People who have unfinished business remain bonded. We're bonded to them even through the negativity. And they're bonded to us because in the universe, we don't like unfinished business. And that bond is as powerful as the love bond. I believe you, and I am, I yeah. am with you. We shared, we shared off the air. I told you about my spiritual experience, you yeah. know, with, with having a presence. But I think it, but I'm in my mind, I'm, I'm ready. And I know with the training, I understand, you know, you, 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 you teach in them. But I said, you know, a lot of time with people, they have to be open to the idea first. They have to be open. I don't, I mean, I think you that death, yeah? no, because grief rips you open. That's the beauty. It, so what if you're it angry? breaks us. Emotions are very powerful. Emotions it are breaks very powerful. you open. Yes. It breaks you open. The people who call up at first, you know, when they're calling me, and I've you know, gotten thousands of cards and letters and people I talk to in Hay House, they first start out thinking, I can't do it. And even on the air, you can hear them building the muscle right as they start. Every week you hear it. It's so wonderful. They start hearing a glimpse, a little bit, and then another and another. And I show you how to just, Get your training wheels and then kick off the training wheels. It's just a process like anything else. We're already doing it. I hear you. Yeah, we're doing it. We're just doing it. Let's see if we can take a call here because we have about five minutes to the hour here. 
and five one 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 like three one five one 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 you are on the air would you like to say something you're on the air my friend hello <laughs> hola <laughs> hola oh that's you no hablo inglés oh no hablo inglés no hablo inglés okay <laughs> So okay, well, is there so we no questions from you? No question. Do, no question. Do you hear the person? I well, I don't. Okay, so that's you saying that. <laughs> I'm talking. I'm talking. It's me. Okay. Oh, you talking? Okay, so it's me. I'm sorry. Ria, uh, I was talking. Are you hearing from the caller or no? No, it's the the microphone is live. Five one one one. Okay, so I have to tell you that's Jean doing it again. <laughs> he oh just told God. me that. Oh my gosh, that's so fantastic. <laughs> that's what he's telling. I. Oh my gosh. You know, Rhea, the last interview I did, I heard such loud, heavy breathing. It was so loud, and the host heard it too. Hello? So that's that is Jean. Okay, here we have a he's, voice. He's just called. Okay, now, do we have another caller? Go ahead, you're on the air. I can't hear you, but I need to talk to someone in the office, some IT people I want to talk to. Oh, I think you got the wrong show. <laughs> oh, is that right? Is that right? Adios. Adios, okay. <laughs> oh, my God, that was wonderful. But, yeah, you gave me a little chill here. But, yeah. Yeah. So you know, I let me ask you my question because we're gonna wrap it up. Um, so you yeah. said that you had evolved through this process of death, right. you know, like of right. losing, you know, his his physical body and having yeah. him. Around. So tell us more because I I think you know we we constantly evolving, but for you to actually recognize it in that sense, what do you mean by it? Can you explain? Okay, how much time do we have left in the interview? We I'm gonna extend it a little bit so it doesn't cut us off. And oh, okay, all righty. So I'm gonna tell you because this is so important for everybody listening because my healing is really an inspiration for everybody else and an invitation for you to reconnect. And I'm gonna tell you why. So. Mm-hmm. We all know, Rhea, that our purpose on earth here is to perfect our ability to love ourselves and others. I mean, this life here is our love lab. That's what we're here for. So I am living proof of the challenge. How do you love yourself fully when you were raised by verbally and physically abusive parents? And even though I spent my whole life with this really loving man, I still didn't, on the deepest core of myself, I didn't love myself well enough. My self-esteem was not good enough. No matter how successful I was, there was always this voice in my head that was my parents' voices putting me down, tearing me down. After Jean left his body, I went to my professional group, and I was so upset, and I said, I have to find a way of resolving this. I just have to. And I said, their voices are just tormenting me. So everybody in the group said, well, what you need to do is have us shout louder and shout them into silence. And I said, that doesn't work. It never worked for me. It doesn't work for my patients. So I go home, and I am begging Jean. I'm crying, and I'm saying, Jean, please, I am begging you, help me resolve this. I just don't know what to do. All of a sudden, he appears to me as the embodiment of love. He's surrounded in golden light. 
He takes my face in his hands. He turns me toward the light. And he says, Jamie, listen, listen, listen to me. Mm. Let my love for you fully enter you. Now, Rhea, in this moment, a miracle happened to me. It was as if his entire soul essence, all the love he always feels for me and felt, penetrated into my cells. And I realized that I had to wait until he was out of his body in order for this to happen because he was freed from the vessel of his body. So now his soul essence could enter me unimpeded. And in that moment, I was filled to overflowing with love, his love that became my self-love, and I was healed. And this is what I realized. I want everybody to know this. When you allow yourself to reconnect with your loved ones in spirit and you allow them to fill every corner of your soul with love and healing, you now have a well of self-love that is filled to overflowing and now you can bring that love to the world. That's Love Never Dies. Oh, that is so beautiful. Really beautifully said. I appreciate that. And I know I want to quote something that you read in, in your book that I also, you know, think it's, it's a really eye-opening. You said, open, uh, open your eyes and you will see the constant presence of eternity, you yeah. know, which is absolutely true. And I think that's, that's the key. And you heard me saying from the beginning of the show, open your mind, open your heart, because when you do that, you'll see things that you've never seen before. You, you open yourself right. to a new avenue of, of, of really, I mean, I think in other things that I remember you saying, you said, our hearts are made to love. There is enough room in our hearts to love those in spirit and those who walk the earth. Um, That's right. You know, you know, a lot of us, unfortunately, we, this is a different show for a different time. You know, maybe we'll come back and we'll talk about relationship again, you know. But, you know, I, I think most of us, you know, we feel victim. We feel being abused. We feel we're not loved. We feel we don't have love. We look for love in the wrong place. And we constantly, like, searching, searching. But the closest place, which is us being loving ourselves is the closest place to find love, and that's that's where I think we should all start. But the thing is, it's very difficult to love yourself when you haven't been loved properly by your parents. And the thing is, one, if it was your parents who didn't love you or abused you, once they enter spirit, they are one with God and love. And suddenly now they have this eternal and abundant, overwhelming, overwhelming love for you and so if you reconnect with them now they will help you they will heal whatever unfinished business you have with them and they will fill you with this eternal and unearthly love and they will heal you and i i actually believe now that we can't heal our low self-esteem and our wounded selves if we don't reconnect if we don't reconnect with those in spirit and let them love us yeah, it's a process, it's a journey, and I, I like I said, I, you know, the time it just went by so fast. We can really easily. I know, and I want to tell you one oh other thing. Please I want to tell you something because this is so. I'm so excited about this. When I went to the, um, the bigger game expo, Jean said to me, "I want you to start training coaches in your transdimensional grief therapy method. It's a missing mm-hmm. link in the coaches training world." And this is what he said: "Start training coaches." So I'm actually doing my first live retreat here at my home in Dutchess County, August 22nd. You can find all about it at uh, AskDrLove.com. But what is so amazing is it was the day that he tells me, and I haven't announced this anywhere, I get an email from a Hay House listener. She says to me that she has been broke and broken down and brokenhearted, and Jean appeared to her. 
She described how he dressed, how he spoke, his personality, everything. And she said, he said, don't give up. You're going to become one of our coaches. Now, Mm -hmm. is that extraordinary? Because I hadn't mentioned it to anyone yet. He came to her and told her this. So that is uh, where I'm going now because it's one way for us to really bring the message and the method out to disseminate it more because I'm only one person. How many times can I tell the story, you know? Well, that's true. That's true. Well, I wanted to say to everybody who signed it into the switch room and the chat room, thank you guys for being here. Of course, you know, we we love to have you back, Dr. Jamie, um, Dr. Love. We'd love to have you back on the show and, and, and pick your brain again and talk to you more and tell us take what's more, going on. And we could take calls, you know. And we could take and, more calls. Yeah, and, and you know, the other thing I want everybody to know, if you come to Ask Dr. Love, I have a gift for your listeners because when the book went out of print, people started signing up for my newsletter, and I'm giving you the preface and the intro just so that you can get started. And people are doing this while they're waiting for the book to arrive in the mail. So that's my gift to you. Oh, that's beautiful. We really appreciate that. And just I want to also remind our listener, if you like what you you heard, you can also tune in to Dr. Jamie's um, uh, radio show on Hay House every Tuesday at 12 o'clock Eastern. And uh, you can ask a question. Of course, we want you to come back. So realize when this show goes off the air, it will be archived, will be available on the same link that you sh- was shared with you, will be available on iTunes, Stitcher app, of course, on yourlifenow.info, and uh, iHeart, and soon-to-be TuneIn Radio, and some other whatever. We have so many channels for you to listen to this show. So we really do appreciate you, Dr. Love, for being such a wonderful guest, for enlightening us, for, for teaching us, for giving us so much information to really think about. And at the end of the day, there's a lot to think about, I'll be honest with you. And, and mm-hmm. uh, definitely, uh, I, I'm a true believer, if you open yourself, you know, uh, to be receptive, you will see a new avenue of, of, of things and possibilities and, and uh, um, endless Right, endless possible. And any last infinite, uh, uh, yeah, advice or anything that you like to share before you go off the air? Well, this applies to what you were saying. You can allow the mystery to unfold by not believing everything you've been told. Yeah, that's so true. So mm-hmm. true. And the book, of course, Love Never Dies, is available everywhere. Would you like to share where people can get a hold of it too? Yeah, they just everywhere books are sold, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Everywhere. Of course, you said the the paperback's coming out in a couple of weeks, right? Coming out in mid August. Mid August. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we mm-hmm. we roll it into July, which is hard to believe how the time all flies, right? I bet you you can order the paperback now because I think Amazon takes orders in advance of the release. Yeah. If they release it. Well, I want to I think you can that. order it a month in advance. I think it's okay now, yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll make sure that we uh, um um well you told it right now on the air so um make sure you listen to the show again make sure you share the show uh, Dr Jamie had shared a lot of great information with us here on the air and we love that we thank you so much for being our guest thank you so much for having me it was wonderful we'll talk again oh we definitely will thank you again take care enjoy the rest of the day you too bye 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 now. Okay, my friends. Well, that concludes our show for today. An amazing guest, amazing information. I, I, you know, it's like it opens your mind, right? To really think about, you know, 
really what's possible what you know how do we feel our emotions you know how all that energy that goes through us everybody that we connected to you know um the people we know and the people we don't know i mean all of a sudden they show up in our life you know something to think about um you know of course you know there's a science about it and then there's also the spiritual part about it but stay tuned for how information how to get a hold of me and remember you guys Stay amazing. You are love. Go out there and do it. Do it. You can do it. Whatever it takes. Remember to keep your head high, aimed high, and then just be yourself. Because everybody else we know is taking. Until next time, my my friends, much love. Take care. And hey, enjoy um, the 4th of July for those of us in the United States. Take care, guys. Bye-bye now. If you'd like to know more about me and how I can help you and be in service to you, please visit my website at www.yourlifenow.info. Again, that's yourlifenow.info. Are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action? Take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyria.com and you can receive your free consultation session with Coach Rhea. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.